This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We listen to MXPX, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Yeah, I'm a kid, I'm a kid. Hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. Everything. It's me. Consider the source. I'm a fan of my mom. Consider the source. Mick Jagger didn't talk like that. Mick Jagger talked like this. He'd go, yes. No. I pitched him a joke and he went, not funny. <laughs> I mean, people say that on the internet, but never to your face does a British billionaire in leather pants go, not funny. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have some good Christian fun. Caroline. Yes. Uh, Can you describe what it was, the tag that we just heard, and kind of the impetus for that tag? Sure. Uh, John Mulaney's got a lot going on right now, but the biggest and most important thing is that he met Olivia Munn, allegedly, at at a church. At church. And they're dating. And they are dating. we don't have any details about what church, where, Mm -hmm. how. Mm -mm. What do they believe? Theology? Denomination? We got none of that info. We do know it's church. We know it's church. And this is the thing. And and this is the tricky thing about discussing the private lives of these public figures and who dates who and who's married to who and divorce and whatnot. All that, you know, that's kind of none of our business. But I will say when the source makes it abundantly clear that they met at church, well, now you just became GCF's business. So we are launching a six episode long investigation. Which church is it? Are we talking about, is it Hillsong? As was, you know, imagined in the clip that we heard. Is mm-hmm. it something a little to the left of that? Like a mosaic? Is it church home? Is it Zoe church? Is it Scientology? Is it Bel Air Press? Is it just, honestly, an AA meeting that happened to take place at a church? And if so, why just call it church? Why not just say they met under circumstances? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. get the specificity. I, mm. I truly don't understand. I'm not even criticizing it. Was it a farmer's market it. in the parking lot yes. of a church? You know, it could have been any of those things. Gracious. I kind of want to get our guest in ASAP to discuss this. Let's put a pin, a pin in it and just say Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. We're not here to convert you or to make you fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have some good Christian fun. And the band today is MXPX which is short for Magnified Plaid. That is the full name of the band, and MXPX is a nickname for that full name. And we have a very special guest here to talk about it. 
and some other stuff. Friends and folks, he's our brother in Pasadena now. You may know him from his podcast, Jordan Jesse Go or Bubble, now a graphic novel. Give it the hell up for Jordan Morris. Wow. Hi, everybody. Hey. I cannot maintain this level of energy. <laughs> you got to keep it up. The next 90 Thanks, everybody. Smile, smile. The Bubble Boy is bursting back in our lives, baby. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a thank you. It's good to be here. There will be an energy plummet about 20 minutes in. Sure. I'll probably be the one initiating the plummet myself. Caroline, Uh, always initiating the plummet. Yes, sir. I So I had not heard about um, Mulaney. X Mun. I'm learning the newest collab. Yeah, the hottest new collab. The celeb couple name is Mun Laney, which is clunky, but that's what we have. So my gut reaction when you said they met at church, but we don't know where, is like lazy publicist, because obviously, like you know, Mulaney freshly divorced. Yes, right. You know, so obviously. People are probably thinking like, oh, did this overlap? Did she, you know, did Olivia Munn's presence have something to do with the breakup? So, I mean, obviously, I think the publicists want to make sure, you know, that that, that their, their clients stay, you know, in everyone's good graces. So they're like... Uh, what do we say? They met at a, a milk drinking contest. Oh no, a, uh, a um, fundraiser. <laughs> a, a, yeah, a puppy saving class. That's no, church. You know, Jordan. Just- I think you are so right. I'm so glad you're here as an entertainment professional. I Thank think you've you. nailed nailed it on the head. Wow. That makes yeah. so much more sense. Yes, because it is uh, suspiciously close to a divorcement annou- a divorce announcement. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of uh, work we got to do there to keep the reputation intact. Well, and church is such a lazy catch-all. But little did they know how curious that was going to make most of us. Right. <laughs> you know, I I even think there's so much negative association in the circles that would value Mulaney with the institution of church. Mulaney is like the god for our all like he's not he's not Joe Rogan or something you know what I mean he's or he's not someone that like he's not like Chappelle what are you saying Caroline nothing well, I think he is I think he is Joe Rogan for public radio listeners that's Mulaney so is a Joe Rogan oh type type figure for um over someone who drinks a lot of people. oat milk. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mulaney, Rogan milk. for oat milk drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like I just I should say I think Mulaney is very is, uh, is of a very course. funny guy. And, and, I, and I wish I him well milk. on his journey towards sobriety. <laughs> of yes. course. Of course, of course. I re- no, I remember his update pieces when he looked like a 12-year-old back in 2005 when he would do I like it from the weekend update desk before we knew nary a hair of his stand-up on a on a wider spectrum but here's the thing there's there is an investigation to be had truly i was talking with our friend tyler huckabee about this and he pointed out to me that olivia munn while promoting a horror movie called deliver us from evil there's a movie called deliver us from evil directed by scott derrickson famous Christian who also wrote and directed Dr. Strange and he's on record saying I love the horror genre because it has to do with like demons and they're real I'm a Christian when she... <laughs> I consider these documentaries <laughs> yes. yeah basically basically so Munn said while promoting that movie 
I didn't believe in the supernatural before this movie. And now she says, I'm a full believer now. Wow. After doing yeah, the movie. Yeah, but isn't that like every actor <laughs> like believes in that? I'm just I don't saying. Know. I, I see what you're saying. I know you're trying to draw some lines. This is like, admittable evidence in the red twine board of which church in <laughs> L.A. could this be? Is Olivia this- Munn talks so much. I'm sure she has talked about going to church at some point. Like we could find it, you know? Sure. Yeah, or have her on the mm. podcast or something. I don't know. Ooh, I, like I don't that know. Idea. She likes video games. We could talk to her about that. G4. Do y'all remember that? Game. What was it? Attack of the Show? Was that the Attack of the, of the show? show? Yes, I think uh, famous famous for her cosplay on that show. That, mm. man, that was college. I remember watching that in college. So, I mean, regardless. Yeah, get her on here to talk about Bible adventures. <laughs> the blue NES game Bible adventures. <laughs> Did you have this game, Jordan? It sounds like. No, but I played it at the Gaspar's house. The Gaspar's were the like very religious um, family that uh, we were friends with who uh, who tried to convince me that uh, dinosaurs didn't exist. Okay. Oh, I, I remember didn't exist? Didn't Was exist. the video game part of their case? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, see? Uh, yeah, I think they were like, they were like, we can only consume Christian media family. Right. So a lot of McGee and me, that's where I first saw McGee and me. Yeah, me. Was at the gas bars. Remember me, Jordan? <laughs> Do you hear this I, voice in your head at night? Oh, oh no, why am I horny? He's back. Oh, Wait, oh, he no. made you horny? Yeah, I'm oh, horny no. now in your adult oh. life. Oh, I'm a horny <laughs> demon. Oh, oh, I'm learning some things. <laughs> um, Rod Gaspar, because uh, I loved, di- I was a dinosaur kid, and mm-hmm. he told me that dinosaurs were a creation of the museum industry. <gasps> okay, you know. the industry, big museum, okay. the lobby. There's big oil, big, big deal. Okay. Wow, anyway. the museum industry has created dinosaurs. That hmm. would be actually a really, really cool long-term way to market your museum. It's just like create a new creature. Right. People aren't create showing up science. to look at these stuffed buffaloes like they used to. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Now, you know, and that's crazy. Kevin and I went and saw those bones ourselves. At the um the New York Science Museum, we did. That was a fun time. That was pretty really cool. Four but four those bones ago. did look pretty fake. Now that I think about it, yeah, <laughs> I did touch it and it crinkled like tin foil. Right. <laughs> it was like paper mache. And that was sure. a, yeah, that was a weird experience. <laughs> now now this could be a good I've you know Jurassic Park colon Dominion not out yet. They were shooting during COVID with that big old cast back at it again. Uh, maybe um, that's the storyline. Maybe it's like, yeah, you know what? And I made it all Park, up. Inconvenient truth. Yeah. An inconvenient right. park. <laughs> Perhaps. It should be, it should be, it should be Chris Pratt just looking at the camera and say, the world is only 2,000 years old and then all the dinosaurs evaporate and then they <laughs> just, just have crumble. a nice time. Now the, the thing is, Chris Pratt would love that. Yeah, there's already f- existing footage of Chris Pratt saying the world is only two thousand years old. What? I'm sure. No I'm way. sure. Yeah, big time famo <laughs> Christian. Uh, you know. Yeah, that, right? yeah. He yeah. might not be a young Earth creationist, so we don't know that. God is. Wait, Jordan, real? what did you do when the gas bars told you that your favorite thing wasn't even real? I was not a fighter, and I think that the conversation <laughs> happened because of the uh, TGIF show Dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Not the mama. Not the mama. I'm the baby. Yeah, gotta love gotta me. Love gotta love me. Or as the Republican yeah. said in 2008, not Obama. Gotta love McCain. <laughs> <laughs> not Obama. Gotta vote for McCain. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to vote. I had to vote for him. It was too cute. 
<laughs> now, if that to... was McCain's actual like tie-in, I almost said I would have voted for him, but the truth is I did vote for him. You did. You already <laughs> did. Yeah, you did. Need it. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. I have regrets in life. It's okay. We're it's growing it's and learning. Sport. We all learn. We all grow. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yes, oh, oh, dinosaurs so I, Yeah, I was not for. a fighter, so I think I just like kind of internalized it and then maybe wrestled with 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 it being true or not and i think mm -hmm. i eventually decided that i thought it there were dinosaurs <laughs> but oh, but i you. think i considered i considered rod gaspar's um uh theory that it was the museum yeah. industry just Why trying would he to lie get to my you? you know well yeah i think he i think he believed it i think yeah. i think he he <laughs> genuinely believed it maybe he you know dropped a bunch of money at the natural history museum and <laughs> on dinosaur souvenirs and like this is a scam yeah he's like this is i was extortion somehow right. i ended up with too many dinosaur plushies at the end of my visit and that's not my fault <laughs> what am i gonna do with all these stegosaurus <laughs> plushies yeah that felt like projection actually ultimately like right. yeah victim blaming in a way oh my gosh i just can't imagine like if when i was little someone was like yeah princesses never existed and There's that's just the Disney company. Well, that's actually sort of true. But they're an, they're an invention <laughs> just... of the conical hat industry, <laughs> trying to sell you a conical <laughs> hat really with a streamer at the end. <laughs> the crown and a throne never existed until <gasps> Little Mermaid in no. 1989. <laughs> now, if I was Rod Gaspar, I would announce my entry into every room I walk in by saying, "I am Rod Gaspar. Hi, everybody, and now I'm here." It took me a second, but I'm glad I did the work to get that because it. And when I'm hanging out with someone, I say, "You got a gas bar. Here I am. Let's hang." Oh, you switch it. Gonna make my kids play Bible Adventures. Even was that game fun? No, Bible Adventures is very bad. It's uh, yeah. It's a, it's a bad game. It only Noah has one song Moses? that plays in all the uh, uh, in all the levels, so the song gets very repetitive. No, no, and I think no. there's like a Moses level. There's a Noah level, mm -hmm. and then Ugh. there's a Lot's wife level. Oh, there's no, not. No, no. <laughs> the, um, how did this get played? That podcast, I think they covered it. They did. Do Wait, that were you with on that episode, friend, Jordan? Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, no, okay, boy, I, okay. I wish. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Okay. Was I on the episode? Is what you? <laughs> no, asked? I was. I was like, what if I forgot that Jordan was the guest on that oh, episode no, and not. was like, hey, did you know about this? <laughs> I had to do battle toads. <laughs> okay. Whew. Yes, but uh, you know. Future friend of the show, Nick Weiger, also host of that show. Matt Apodaca. Oh, Matt Apodaca has been on here a few times too. Oh, yeah. Hey. What did he do? What did Apodaca do? What was his pop culture? What, what was his pop culture? Oh, we made him listen to Bob Dylan. <laughs> and oh, then, yeah. In our, some of our first, uh, during the Demi episodes, we made him watch, uh, I still believe, the biopic of Jeremy oh. Camp about uh, yes. a real worship leader whose right. uh, wife yes. had a deadly illness and passed away. And then he married a, a new girl in the last five minutes of the movie. From and the hottest re you know, casting of a real life yes, person Archie, in the movie KJ ever. Appa yeah. as, that was pretty awesome. As, It'd be uh, funny if he just married Olivia Munn at the end. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know, the divorce, the divorce guy stuff. I just realized our theme song, Caroline, is just a monument to divorced men. <laughs> oh yeah it is it's me it's me <laughs> uh, why, 
Why did you, why did you match me? That, it's like a big I five mean, sporting goods. I feel yeah. like that's when men really come alive. You know, they really start to wild out and test the boundaries of who they really are. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get divorced so I could come alive. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when this cool. butterfly will emerge from its chrysalis. <laughs> you, don't, you haven't lived until you got divorced as a man. Maybe yeah. horny summer 2021 should actually be Divorce summer. Divorcee summer. Right. <laughs> Divorcee summer 2021. Yeah. Could, could, uh, yeah. Could we get married and, because I guess it's still technically spring, right? I mean, we're recording this yeah. in May. So could mm-hmm. we get married and divorced by, by the time horny summer starts so it yeah. can just be as horny as it can possibly be. Ooh, I yeah. should do that. Hey, listeners, if any of y'all are down, let's do a quickie like marriage <laughs> and divorce just so, so I that can... Kevin can then, like in the summer, get a bunch of tattoos and like post <laughs> irrational things online because he's yeah, drunk yeah. or Eight minute long Instagram videos. Shout out to my fans. <laughs> Date B-list women. <laughs> Wait, B-list Dr. women? What the hell? <laughs> that's that. I, that seems to be the track. I don't know. I'm not saying that's your fault. Well, my track. No, I think it's less about their star status than it is the age bracket. And it just so oh, happens right, yes. that we live in a patriarchy. Actually, isn't it interesting that I'm aware of this? What's that? that? We live in a patriarchy <laughs> and a society in which, oftentimes, after a certain age, women become B-list hmm. unless they're character actresses. <laughs> Now, I did contemplate starting- Why did you speak that with such authority? That is not true. What do you (laughs) mean? so many A-list women past 40. You kidding me? Name one. Think about it for like two seconds, Kevin. (laughs) No, you can't. I bet you can't name one woman past 50 who's still- Let me just crack open your journal and I'll find a list of the top 10. (laughs) And if you do, I'll eat my hat. Listen, Liam there is Neeson, plenty of fuck. sexism in Hollywood, but women plus 40 are, are still A-list often. Often, yes. Power you, to them. They're you know all, what, they're, yeah, anyway. Speaking of which, and in, in just like trying to shoehorn it back into the concept of our show, I did hear from um, co-hosts of another podcast that I did. I was a guest on their show, and, and off mic we were talking about how Margot Martindale was a family friend of one of the girls. And she said, yeah, and she's, you know, we'll, we would see her at church, you know, during Easter and Christmas. I'm like, hang on. Are we saying that there's any sort of connection to wow. Miss Margot Martindale and the faith? So close. If so, let's get <laughs> this party started. I'm going to need that contact card. Listen, she's verifying on Instagram, but I don't think she has more than like, you know, 50,000 followers. That feels like slideable in the DMs. Hey, Margot, come on the show. <laughs> If you're able to land her while we're recording, I will happily jump off the Zoom and let her <laughs> review and like, MXPX's 1995 album, yeah. Teenage Politics. <laughs> she's like, I actually have a lot of takes about Scott Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> that would, or Mike Herrera, excuse me. Excuse me. Respect on the name to MXPX. Come on. My bad, my bad. Jordan, <sighs> you were last on the show in 2018, right? Yes. I think it was three years ago. That's three years ago still, right? I can do three yes. years ago if it's 2018, but 2019 is still last year for me. 2020 mm-hmm. is still this year, but 2018 is three years ago. Right. So <laughs> listen, life is a journey. What's changed mm. the last three years <laughs> for you? Well, I got into breakfast burritos. Hey. Okay. Well, I got and you got Nintendo into a certain switch. zip code along with us. I got a switch. Us. Exciting. And you got a switch. And that's about it. You've, you're caught up. Okay, great. No, but I mean, yeah, no. S- spiritually speaking, mm. when we're talking about issues of faith, I know you've evolved in these significant ways for sure over the 
last three. I'm like really trying to lead him to water. Like I know you've like really evolved in your Something faith and there, you've man. gone through deserts right. and valleys yes. and uh-huh. peaks. Uh-huh. I'm My trying trials. To... I yes, there were some money lenders in the temple. <laughs> Ooh, I let Whoa. those guys have it. Wow. I um, want yeah, no, you go ahead. Uh yeah, I something I guess something that I did for myself that I that I am proud of myself for is I really despite getting super into breakfast burritos like really changed my diet and exercise last year I really like uh kind of uh uh, took a look at what was going into my body Mm -hmm. and decided that it was mostly bad Mm -hmm. Uh and uh (laughs) yeah so I I I I had I had a healthy quarantine I don't know uh I know a lot of people did not and I think that is okay self-care it's a beautiful thing do your yeah. do what do what you need to, uh, but yeah, that was kind of interesting. And I discovered I kind of like running. I didn't think I would like running, but I'm actually kind of into it. Caroline, there is a man who has moved not too far from me, basically down the street from where I live, who's also into running in Pasadena, California. I mean, Sorry Kevin, to if you don't you believe doing. in God <laughs> now. Uh, I don't know what else you need. Like literally, blessings raining down from heaven on you right now. Taking care you of you got his... Dexter Peloton shut up neighbor with a run <laughs> ice machine uh, j- uh, vaxxed without a mask. I mean, it's like could anything be going better for you yeah, right now? I didn't even talk to you about Palm Springs yet, did I? Palm Springs. <gasps> yeah, uh, you watched the Hulu movie Palm Springs. <laughs> I finally <laughs> let myself. I didn't want to oh, until now. You deserve now. it. You've been so thank good. You. Watch thank Palm you, thank Springs. You, thank you. Um, Watch Mank. Watch. <laughs> The we work <laughs> documentary. Yeah, the most the most intuitive double feature of 2020. Palm Springs and Nate make a double shot, shot and chaser. chaser. Okay. Um, wait, so Jordan, you're running. You're are you feeling good? And do you feel like that has changed your mind about of uh, loving the Lord? Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I uh, I think that the I I am amazed at what the human body can do. I think yes. it's a beautiful it's a beautiful machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I am impressed. Temple. Uh, you mean to say the, temple? Uh, it's a temple. Yes, a beautiful temple. Yeah, thank I you. think I would probably still consider my position. Uh, agnostic, but I think that um, you know, there's just a lot of wonder and mystery in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think and, that's, and I nice. think all of our capacity for wonder and mystery has increased significantly in the past 15 months. Right. I've been full of wonder and mystery of what's going on in the world at all. Sure. This last year, and I, and I wonder if it will get better or worse. <laughs> I wonder if I'll die today. <laughs> sure, a concern. Mm-hmm. So I love it, and and as aforementioned, you did make the move to. Pasadena. I did make the move. I am now a Pasadena. You two were a big part of that. Yes. Yeah, we were kind of huge for you. I mean, no, you had other friends in Pasadena. I mean, you're friendly no. probably with Miss Bamford a little bit, or acquaintances, friends of yeah, friends. Yeah, no, I'm 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 friendly with Bamford. I don't yeah. think Bamford and I will hang out. Um, my friend Jen lives here. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. great. We went to. Um, a bar called Lucky Baldwin's. That was my first of bar course. I went to after the Vax. That's Caroline, great. he is one of us. This rules. All the hits. Yeah. What are your pa- What are the it. Pasadena tips? What do I need? What do I need to hit up in order to become a real Pasadena? Oh well, I gave you some of them. Jameson Brown Coffee, which I know you said you you frequented a couple, a Love handful it. of times. Home run. Uh, over there on Locust and Allen, uh, Caroline's a big fan of the not the Arboretum, the Huntington Garden. 
Yes, I think that's an absolute must. It's a world-class museum and mm-hmm. garden space. It's like you don't even have to go and look at the art. You can just probably spend two or three hours walking the entire grounds and have like a beautiful time, especially right now because all the roses are in bloom and all the flowers are in bloom. And so it's just like smells incredible there. Uh, you got to go. Uh, there's it. also the Norton Simon Museum, which is a really good Lovely one. Lovely place, yes. Um, the Gamble House, which you did goat yoga at, is like I, a great yeah. place. There are just so many museum and like historical institutions in this town that are great. Every um, other building in Pasadena seems like somewhere you could go on a field trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Fully. and there's like plaques everywhere. So much a lot history. Of They're very good at preserve, mm-hmm. preserving that. And, and uh, Caroline, just uh, get yeah. uh, if you could just give Jordan maybe like your top five churches in the area. That top five churches. Let's hear them. Yeah, there's a billion churches. Yeah, I don't uh, even know. Just rank them by size. Number one, Lake Avenue Church, <laughs> <laughs> observable from the freeway, the 210 freeway. Yeah, yeah. there's some they big did, boys. There's some chonky churches. There's yeah. some dummy thick churches in Pasadena. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that one across from City Hall with the. Big old steeple. Mm. Ooh, that steeple. That's right. It's it's (laughs) wide. That's what I like about the steeple. It's wide. Yes. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Yeah. Yes. Guys, where are the babes? Oh, uh, the Pasadena Where are the babes? You know what I'm, I'm talking about? You're going to have to come babes? back down to my apartment building, Jordan. Okay. There's only one babe in town, and it's me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There are like uh, a, a lot of colleges in town, too. So you'll see you'll see the babes that are out and about. If you want cool. some seminary studying babes, you got to go oh, to Copa yeah. Vida. That actually, green and, I mean, Fuller you know Seminary. I do, my friend. You're going to find some really straight-laced, cool, smart, and A woman days. that will lead you, not the other way around. <laughs> and that's what Good. we won in 2021. Yes. The Pasadena Bay. I don't know. I just assume no one that in Pasadena was retru- You know, I was just being like a, I was just being right. like a cool dude. You Like a cab. Like kind of cab character that you, you know. slip into a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know my famous character. Jordan, I know uh, you avert your eyes whenever you see a babe. I yeah, do? In real life, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a Jordan. Oh, both of us do. Well, yeah, sorry, that's something I do. I'm sorry, too. madam. <laughs> and we need more Pasadena podcaster pals on this side of town, which is a little less pressing right now. But come like eight to ten months from now, it's going to get a little pressing again. Yeah, it's like, I think so too. Schlep over to Gorley's, go over to Jordan's, head on over to Caroline's or Kevin's. Do, do a little podcast crawl, maybe. Maybe it's like a SantaCon wow. type thing. But, you know, you you go to somebody's house, you do a cast, uh-huh. do a shot, head on over to the next person's oh house. Oh my gosh. Hopefully that Bradley Whitford will have started his podcast by then. Oh, you can go crawl over there. Crawl to Whitford's. Well, Jordan, I'm glad you've grown in the Lord so much these last three years. And Thank you. It's, it's wonderful to hear your spiritual journey ever evolving, ever changing. <laughs> I'm so full. I'm so full of the Spirit. And um, and it's moving every day. And, and the Spirit moved you out to our neighborhood, which yeah, I, we're I can't wait to see what God's for. got planned for you here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Led, led me home. Led me, uh, led me through the <laughs> desert. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. To another the, desert. Through the parted Red Sea. <laughs> literally a valley. God led you to a valley. Uh, oh, beautiful. Boy. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into this week's topic. Come on, let's go. Now, remind uh, us and the listener again, Jordan, about what your Christian media diet was. You were an Orange County kid. And yes. So you're mostly involved in that sort of scene in that kind of genre of music, right? Like ska, punk, Five Iron Frenzy. Yes. Little OC Supertones, maybe the Insiders. A little OC Supertones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was Orange County? It was the nineties. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we were all um, wearing suspenders and bowling shirts with somebody else's name on them. And you were skanking, mm-hmm. and skanking is like you know yeah. David dancing, and you know King David as he was dancing in the street. Y'all were doing that in Orange County. <laughs> yes, King David, the first rude boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they called him the first rude boy. He did some um, now, rude things, I will say. He, he was, was rude. pretty rude. Pretty rude. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, very I'll rude. say it. So um, yeah, the last no, time... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, good. I was going to ask if you all were hating on Bill Clinton a lot back in the 90s in Orange County. Hating it's on conser- Bill Clinton. It's a conservative area. Yeah, you know? uh, so yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I... Hmm. So Orange County, and of course Orange County now is... Uh, is is its own thing mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. no one wanted to wear a mask and it was very concerned about their personal freedoms. Yes. Um, but I think the Orange County of my youth was a little bit chiller of a place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think now it's a little extra, but I think then it was it was like kind of chill surfer dudes, and the Christianity was pretty casual. Uh, I think okay, it was yes. pretty much just like, hey, you know, this is just a place where we come to like thank God because we have a lot to be grateful for, and mm-hmm. the pastors were in Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> and yeah, yeah if everybody I, got together and just had a breakfast burrito, man, like yeah. it would be good. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and now the Christian is a little more militant. Yeah, it is a little and- more terrifying. I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, but it was it was it was nice. I definitely like. So yeah, so I think the stuff that was around was like the Christian version of the stuff that was on like modern rock radio. So like mm-hmm. last time I was on the show, we did Five Iron Frenzy's uh, mm-hmm. debut mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Upbeats and Beatdowns, Caroline Upbeats and loves them. Caroline, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then and then Jordan, I, I did tell you we had Reese Roper on the show and... You he did. said, I hate Five Friend Frenzy. I think he was kidding, though. It was like an interesting interview that we did with him. I'm sure he's an interesting dude because they've been like active recently, right? Like they made yeah, an They put album out a new recently. album like within the last year. Um. So, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. But then, you know, kind of, you know, obviously there was the ska sound with the, the trumpets and the skanking. But then there was like the... Then there was like the pop punk sound. Your yes. your Blink One Eighty Twos, your Green Days, your Descendants, your No Effects, your Pennywise's, mm. and the <laughs> I think the the Christian version of that sound was most exemplified by uh, MXPX three three fellas from the Pacific Northwest. Um, yes. and yeah, and I definitely remember that they this kind of crossed over in a way that your supertones and five iron frenzy did not like you would hear some of this stuff on modern rock radio and MTV. Um, oh uh, yeah. Back in the day. And yeah. not even just modern rock radio and MTV, but you would also hear it on the Scooby-Doo soundtrack because MXPX <laughs> did yeah. do Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Uh, they're on little riff of that. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Where are you by MXPX? From the movie in 2002. There's no words in this one. And so on and so forth. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you remember that cut? <laughs> I just remember that song. Yeah, I remember thinking I was so rad. That movie was a big deal when it came out. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. My Huge. sister had an MXPX CD, and she was really? like my primary source for music for like my childhood you know (laughs) I didn't have any taste or access to anything yet Mm -hmm. um and I didn't know that it was a Christian band all I thought was like why is my sister listening to this like this rock band that seems way too satanic I was concerned satanic that's interesting (laughs) I was lightly my sister inherited my mxpx cds oh Uh, really yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, but I also thought it was like kind of badass you know I didn't know where I stood on it. I, I think sure. I think I got confused by the title, and I was thinking of the comp and the thing that they do in Christian bookstores, where it's if you like this band, then you may also like. If you like X Y Z, then you'll like Jars of Clay. If you, mm-hmm. and I thought it was like the Christian version of NoFX because or NoFX right. as some people sure. call it because of the similarity of the names. Mm-hmm. And that was just four letters, and oh. <laughs> one of them was X. You know, so I was like, it's the same, right? 
<laughs> and I did get into Insider Supertones Frenzy and the W's. Did you did you listen to the W's? They were like the swing band, yeah. right? Like they were the big bad voodoo They're daddy like, or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Oh wow. The would never pop a cherry daddies. Oh. <laughs> never pop a cherry daddies. That was the W's to it. Except on a, we- a on the wedding of night. Of course, in covenant context. Yeah. Bible study. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, so I I was also sort of uh instinctually or natively repelled by it when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that seems like a little radioactive. I think I had your attitude, right. Caroline. We're like, yeah, oh, like, there seems something wrong about it. A little yeah. too hardcore. <laughs> they say they're Christians, but I don't know. Are they? <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, like I'm gonna need to see you take the communion before I believe that, <laughs> I Mr. Need some, yeah. Like a vaccination card Christianity, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. So, uh, as Jordan mentioned, they are from the Pacific Northwest, from Seattle. Um, or not from Seattle. They're from Washington, which played Bremerton, Washington. Founded in 1992 when they were children. They were 15 years old when they first started. Just, and just crazy. Just this kids. is one of my favorite uh, details about them is that Herrera's mother, Michelle, was their business manager. So their oh. mom, like there's often husband and wife manager duos with that sort of thing. But he had a son, mommy manager situation. <laughs> he had a momager way back before Chris Jenner was oh, even, momager. you know, uh, driving. She didn't have a driver's <laughs> license yet. So <laughs> we're going to do something we do on the show sometimes, Jordan, which is a reading from our Bible, which is the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music Ooh. by Mr. Mark Allen Powell. And there is an MXPX section that's kind of lengthy. I'll boil it down. Uh, he starts with a real... <laughs> banger of a sense. MXPX is the most popular Christian punk band of all time, though their Christian and their punk credentials have been challenged by the would-be purists of both stripes, which might be true. I think they are probably the most successful Christian punk band of all time. If you had to put a name on it, I don't know who else would like transcend that. The group formed in Bremerton. Uh, they were all still in high school. It was short for magnified plaid, deriving from a comment that one of my career's girlfriends made about a shirt he was wearing that featured a large plaid design. So they're like, <laughs> what a fun, what a fun origin story. <laughs> so well, lame. look at that. Yeah. Magnified <laughs> yeah, plaid over there. That's all what's going on when you're they're 15. They're 15. That's the I know. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they, I also like, you, as a fan of like punk music, it is interesting like that you know, there are guys still in the bands that they were in, like in high school and just have to like tour with their high school band. And they're still just like 50 year old guys who are like to their fans. Their name is smelly, you know? Yes. Because they picked that (laughs) dumb name when they were like, well, this is smelly. Yeah. 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 I know. That hey, is... all my smelly fans, thanks for sticking with us. I have five children now. They're all adults, <laughs> yeah. but I still rock for smelly all the time. It's sure. hilarious. And like, you know, aforementioned, it's such a cliche. I am a big Springsteen fan, and there there is something beautiful, I think, to the fact of like, the band that he plays with is the same band that he was playing with in 1975, give really? or take a couple of deaths. Yeah, sure. but like, Steven but Van like Zandt. Little Steven? Little Steven, he met when he was 14 years old. They were both oh 14 God. and 15 wow. years old. And though the, he's playing next to him at 71 years old. And that's just like wow. a wild thing to think about. Of like, yeah, I'm going to know this person and work with them kind of a lot Pick for one five co-worker. decades. Yeah. But I will say the thing about that sort of music is that even though it is like a rock genre, it does, there's a, an elasticity to how you can mature and evolve and like wear more adult clothes. Whereas in mm. punk, the whole thing is like, yeah. 
in a way where yes, you are smelly at 55 or whatever. Yeah. And MXPX <laughs> is still a band. They are kind of active. I think they put out an album last in like 2018. Yeah, they actually have a me. they actually have a single that came out this year that I thought was pretty wow. good. Wow. It was good. Hey, great. Um yeah, yeah in, I think they in October like a- of last year they did a full concert live stream between this world and the next. That was their last concert. And I think like stream. like Frenzy, they had a kind of a successful Kickstarter album mm-hmm, too. I mm-hmm. think they did, oh, a, right, did yeah. a Kickstarter for something. That's the path. Uh, Pal goes on to say, they caught the emerging melodic punk wave of which Green Day and the Offspring would prove to be major exponents. Indeed, some of MXPX's songs sound so much like Green Day, it is questionable whether Billy Joe himself could tell the difference. (laughs) But the band did develop, and Herrera's uncanny knack for the melodies helped the group gain mainstream respect with favorable reviews in Rolling Stone Spin, AP Magazines. Uh, and it was one of those things. He does break down like their Christianity roots. Asked in 97 if they were a ministry band, Herrera replied, I guess we're ministers in the fact that God uses us in some way, but I don't consider myself a preacher or anything. Mm-hmm. By 2000, they had gained a prominent national reputation as a mainstream group with fading connections to the Christian music scene as such, though they continue to be upfront about their faith. And I think um, uh, Herrera said on a podcast in 2015 that he identifies not as a Christian anymore, but as agnostic. So he is he is not. Uh, he's out. He's out. Yes, we <laughs> voted him off Christ Island. Unfortunately, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't, uh, He's uh, drifting over to Satan's Peninsula. That's right. <laughs> yeah, which I went to in Palos Verdes a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Beautiful Hell country. Harbor. Name, it gets a bad rap. <laughs> Gracious. So we talked about a few albums uh, to potentially do on the show, Jordan. This was one of them. There was another one we were talking about. Was that one that made more, like, was that more of a personal impact album for you, the one you listened to over and over? Or you kind of like into all of their stuff? I was, so I was like into, I think I was into two of their albums. So I was into, uh, the the first one I sent you was the one I had first, and Mm -hmm. it is called Life in General, Mm -hmm. and it has a very cool cartoon cover with some jocks beating up some punks. Um, So, you know, MXPX did did kind of like, they did harness that like, hey, it's us against the jocks, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's us, the Christians (laughs) against the jocks. Some jock imagery. Um, Uh And then, but then there's also, this is their second album, I believe it is called Teenage Politics. And I thought this one would be kind of fun for the show because I think it has the most like, it like has, they say Bible verses in it. It has the most like overt yeah, sure kind of Christian stuff in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that would yeah. be a full, and I think by, by that next album, the one with the jocks beating up the punks, they were kind of like, you know, we're nice boys who don't swear and we don't sing about drinking or drugs, but we won't say Jesus. I think it was a, I think they pulled a creed by that third album. Yeah. Where it's like kind of squeaky clean, but low key and you almost don't notice it. But then when you do, you're like, Oh yeah, Jim Gaffigan doesn't say the F word. It's like one of those. (laughs) He has has 12 kids. Yeah. He talks about how much he loves his wife and kids. Right. Jordan, you mentioned one of the album covers and I I think it is maybe worth discussing even just briefly of like this cartoon character they use as like their, signature guy i guess yeah mascot so i would say that the mxpx uh for the first part of their career are are ripping off uh, a band called the descendants 
Um, the descendants are a very like credible early, you know, seventies punk mm. band. Uh, and a, a lot of the songs on this have like, oh, they're just trying to do this Descendants song. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> the Descendants and the uh, George Clooney movie showed up. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, oh, oh you know, the band is actually with an E, D-E-S-C-E-N-D-E-N-T-S. Oh, so I, these guys. Yes. So, okay. So the Descendants has this little guy called Milo. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be a cartoon of the lead singer. And, mm. you know, I think MXPX, you know, uh, uh, grew to be their own thing. But these early albums are just kind of imitations of other punk bands and i think they came up with this spiky haired little cartoon guy that became their logo uh just because i would guess they're such huge descendants fans so caroline if we were to do the same for the podcast if we were to cast like a little cartoon character what was (laughs) what kind of creature would it be a human would it be an animal would it be like a little kid that can't stop jnl like what would yeah (laughs) it would be like yeah, it would be McGee, but like he's naked and he's doing right. like the Calvin and, and Hobbes pissing hard. thing. Like, well, pissing, <laughs> on... but he's not pissing. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. McGee, so our cartoon, to, to be clear, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, our cartoon mascot for GCF is McGee jacking off and nutting, but Onto like a Chevrolet naked. logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But turned away. Uh, but yeah, and. Uh, yeah, just blasting rope across the sea. On a cross. <laughs> well, if any industrious listeners want to take a crack at it, be our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, we probably could. I just think we probably could because I don't think anyone's looking at the McGee and Me copyright lately, you know? Oh, uh, it might be public domain. I think it might be. Shit, we could just write a McGee and Me movie. What if we what <laughs> A if dark we McGee and Me movie. <laughs> I'm going to voice him. Sure. Here's the thing. We're going to do it, but then it's not going to be like a legal team or some media company. It's going to be McGee that comes after us, and I don't know if we can we can yeah. stand that oh heat no, on no, our no. tails. I can't, take, I can't take the mental torture. That, that might be a lot. That might <laughs> that be a lot. That would break me. Yeah, and also we forgot to mention, but just kind of painting the picture of the Christian music scene. This was a big tooth and nail records band we talked about pedro the lion before we haven't talked about that much tooth and nail stuff on the album just because i think for caroline and i it's just not usually our bag when it comes to genre the kind of stuff that they do but there was interesting stuff going on in the sense of like obviously the aesthetic and i do remember that spiky head little punk nerd from even Mm -hmm. when i was a kid and i did appreciate this was informed by the friends i had at the time but it did feel like when there was this homogenous version of Christianity that I think I and most of the world had in mind when it comes to like how to live out your faith, there were these like literal alternatives of like, no, you can kind of do this and you can kind of keep this flavor. And and those are especially meaningful when you're a kid and so much of your taste is just an aggregate of the art that you enjoy. And I remember having friends that were around my age that really were gravitate that really gravitated towards this sort of thing. And I was happy that they had that, that they didn't have to whittle down or subsume the truest and most authentic parts of their personality for the kind of mothership of what Christianity was supposed to be at the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be some Christian goths, you know? Called the gospel. I knew so Caroline, I knew so many Christian goths. I knew so many at yeah. that church, Lindale Assembly of God Church in in Houston, Texas. That's a lot. And they I were my friends. 
Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, uh, I remember Tooth and Nail had their own version of Warp Tour a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it was only a one-year thing. I could be wrong, but it was like a, a you know an outdoor festival, like a Warp Tour, like a like a Lollapalooza, but with just Tooth and Nail bands. And I think that's the first time I saw MXPX. But there was also a Christian death metal band called Living Sacrifice. Whoa! And I still Ooh. think that is like the greatest. If you're gonna name a Christian death metal band, <laughs> yeah, nothing actually, better than yes, Living it's Sacrifice. Yeah. And it was just a guy going, and it's like. I will. I will assume there's no swearing in that. I will assume he's lifting up the no Lord uh-huh. with his. And growling. we should say, you, you know that you know those commercials for Zatarain's rice where he goes jazz it up with Zatarain's. It was yeah. that guy, and that was just. Oh like his wow! Side yeah. It's sacrifice. Yeah, is now yeah, yeah. the Zatarain's guy. Yeah, it was both, or yeah, it was yeah. one, then the other. I forget the order, but yes, he did both gigs. Yeah, okay. he was a multi hyphenate. You have to be. Well, you have to these days. Yeah, in this can specialize oh, listen, in you can't. No. There's no way. You can't just have one podcast. Uh, <laughs> you got to have at least three. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing about this album, it is 19 songs long. None of them exceed three and a half minutes. The The average length is probably two, uh, maybe 210, 220. Yeah. What were the most salient tracks for you when you were a kid, Jordan? I think, uh, I think the standout track from this was Punk, Rock show, rock spelled with a W. Of mm-hmm. course, that was like the breakout hit. Should we maybe listen to? Let's a portion listen to of that? yeah. Let's yeah. listen to a little punk. It was definitely the one I remember. Absolute. So you just imagine music to Caroline Deers right now. She's. Place to go. Let's go to the punk rock show. Darling, take me by the hand. Gonna see a punk rock band. There's no yes and TV shows. Radio, rodeo. Wanna get into the crowd? Wanna hit play real loud? We ain't got no place to go, so let us do the fun show. Time to take me by the hand, we're gonna see a fun band. Let's be using team shows, radio, rodeo, and so on and so forth. But yes. I couldn't tell because I'm just not that much of a connoisseur mm-hmm. of pop, or excuse me, of punk, other than like real, uh, like at this point, 40-year-old songs by The Clash or sure. Joe Strummer or something. But in, the, in the sense of like- good stuff. That's the uh, foundation. Sure. Sure. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in the sense of, I couldn't, under, I, I, I didn't have context for how they were playing with structure or form right. at all. In the sense of like, is this more melodic than people were used to in 1995 when this album came out? Were they- Doing something was it less? Caroline has some thoughts on it. Yeah, it I think I think so. I <laughs> yeah. think that I so I gave this a re-listen uh, kind of yesterday. I kind of drove around with it. I ran with some of it. Um, yeah. Ooh, you know, listen to it, and I think. You know, and then I kind of went into there like, oh, what have they been doing lately? Because I have not kept up with the band. As I said, sure. they had a single recently that I thought was pretty good. So I, I, I think it is okay to talk about this album. And with the understanding that it's it sucks, it's hard to listen to. <laughs> I think it's bad. It has some really embarrassing lyrics. Uh, it is not aged well. I think they turned into a good band. Mm-hmm. I think that they mm-hmm. found their own thing. This is them imitating stuff. It, uh, it, yeah. It. I was. I was em- embarrassed for. Me, Whoa. I was embarrassed for... No, no, no. I'm just grateful to hear you say it. Yeah, so I think let's put it out on the table. And again, I don't know, maybe if they listen to this, I, I do think MXPX, <laughs> you've done good work. I have a list of five great MXPX songs I can list at the end of the show. But oh, I, wow. I do think that this uh, this uh, album was hard to listen to and and, oh, yeah. and pretty bad and embarrassing. <laughs> 
listening to it a couple times through today, there is a blend that happens that sometimes in the best yes. albums that you listen to songs, there's a, you know, the track listing, the order is so important, how they flow into right. one another. Yes, exactly. And this was just tells like a story. Yeah. And this was more like, um, like when you're sick and you vomit once and you're like, no, I think, I think I got all of it. And it's like, nope, nope, I'm not done. But then you smell more. the vomit and that makes you vomit again. Right. Yeah. Like and certain... Wait, so which of these songs is the dry heave of the album then? Oh, I say? think Dolores. Dolores would be the dry heave of the album. Yeah. There's, um, uh, yes. And I think you mentioned length of songs, you know, they don't typically exceed three minutes i say can we get it down to 70 seconds can we get 19 tracks how about 10 Uh, what if mxpx wrote jingles full time they didn't do songs right yeah uh you know you know what's a good length for them the scooby-doo theme song (laughs) honestly like a perfect format for them like take songs that we know and do them in your voice god and with and it's it is just such like it is it is like punk rock without any specificity and that Mm -hmm. song that we listened to punk rock show i think just typifies it really well and obviously there's some charm to that song there's a sing-along quality um and i would not be surprised if they still busted that out live but like it's just like there's it's just like let's go to the show hold my hand and go to the show it's like I don't know and uh, punch a cop fuck the government like I don't know like yeah. throw in so- some some opinion like it's yeah. you know well, and I th- but Jordan some of these songs are very much fuck the government and yeah fuck America which I was a little surprised by honestly there are there are a couple of like you know very like punk of the time why do we have to die for our country which mm-hmm. I why do I, was, I have to have a job right etc uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but just also yeah going. literally why do we have to die um yeah yeah, yeah a yeah, lot it's of just, America bad anthems on on this one I read a review of this I just kind of googled MXPX Ooh. uh Teenage Politics Review and the uh website JesusFreakHideout.com oh we love yeah. Jesus Freak Hideout do you actually do you do, have you gone oh, to them yeah. before? It's for quite stuff? a resource for this show, honestly. There, I feel like it is one of the most consistent websites that like has coverage of yeah. all of this stuff that we talk about. Yeah. What uh, was this a review for this album that you for read? this album? Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's like un- unfortunately, MXPX's disgust with the United States government is not yes. over yet. Oh, As Mike yeah. sings in the song "Americanism," yeah. and then he lists the kind of anti-American oh, my lyrics. Gosh. It is understandable that our nation is not the same as it was decades of years ago. Decades of years ago? Good one. Uh, But it seems rather awkward that a band who called themselves Christians would be so gutsy as to be anti-patriotic toward a land that has more freedom than many may ever know. Wow. Mm, The conflation already between all the ideas. It's incredible. Ahead of its time. It's Um, so funny. Like, why aren't you grateful for... Yeah, I just couldn't believe you you. could be Christian and not like it. How dare you? But this is remarkable then, as far as any of the bands we've talked about, to have an anti-America, anti-military, borderline just kind of anti-government uh, album or songs on anything is kind of surprising. So I feel like they deserve a little credit for that. Sure. No, the lyrics. Maybe are... that wasn't like flagrant for the punk scene, but it's very flagrant, obviously. For sure. The yeah. Scene, a big, a big, know? a big swing. Uh, yeah. You know. And I think our 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 pals in Five Iron, who who uh, I think uh, their early work has aged a little bit better than this. They uh-huh. do some stuff that kind of is critical of you know Christianity in America and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Yes. And it turns out they are a bunch of punks in that yeah. sense. And isn't it great mm-hmm. to live up to the title of your yes. genre? The lyrics for the song that they were referring to, why aren't we against them? Because we know that they are wrong. We're the biggest faction and they've had control too long. Would you die for your country? False freedom and liberty, Americanism, mm. nationalism, bow to flagism, militaristic, egotistic, high class and capitalistic. Just the idea of talking about nationalism in a derogatory sense right. in the in the year of our Lord, 1995, Capitalism. 26 years ago. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. in our circles. Again, I, right. like I have to remember that I grew up in just like this such a tiny bubble and that like people have been critical of America for sure, as long sure, as it's sure, existed sure. or whatever. But yet again, in this in this circle, I, I'm surprised that they still got as much acceptance as they did, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I think world. that might have spoken to why they drifted as well. They didn't double down on the Christianity. They doubled down on the parts of whatever it was that they were making. They're like, eh, this isn't really for us. Like they, they eventually are not with tooth and nail anymore. Um, They drift over to uh, A&M records after that. And then, Go to another one. They did one. go back to Tooth and Nail for an album. They went back they to did. Tooth and Nail yes, album they in like did. the 2000s there was a little reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, you, maybe my my theory listening to this, when yes. the anti-America songs came up, I'm like, okay, I don't know that this is them making a brave stance so much as it is them. They're, they're 17 and they're just copying stuff. So I do, maybe my... I, I don't know. Maybe this is not, maybe there's a more charitable way to read this, but I was thinking, I'm like, okay, somebody got a bad religion CD and they're like, we got to do one of these. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. they're yeah, not yeah. thinking about like, <laughs> we can take down the man with this. I just think they're like, we got to do one of these about how the army is bad. I, I, right. yeah. I yeah. Think everything and it is, is so... kind of an adolescent read of it too. Right. Of just yes. like, I just don't like being controlled really at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I just want to be able to do what I want. Well, and then teenage politics, that song God, yeah. is kind of how like, I just don't get it <laughs> and I refuse to get it. Oh, and yeah. so I don't want to participate. It has but the yeah. The chorus is care. politics yeah. schmolitics. It's too yeah. confusing. <laughs> politics schmolitics. It's too confusing, guys. Politics is it time again to disagree about anything, everything, and what's on TV? It's a vicious circle, never ending, a linear equation, mm. worldly extending. I mean, I mean, they yeah. they know who they know who they are. I guess in right. that sense, and I could imagine that spiky haired looking creepy Sid from Toy Story doll cartoon oh, mascot yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, espousing a similar worldview in that respect. Right. Yeah. Now, Pal in the in the encyclopedia, he, he kind of goes track by track on some of these. He does say, without too much editorial comment, Americanism challenges political rhetoric. Uh, you know, and talks about on Money Tree, he disses higher education as service to materialism with the lyric, four more years ain't right for me, won't let them teach me how to be a money tree. And then in False Fiction, Herrera declares, unless you know Christ, you won't know how I feel. You won't know how I feel. Uh, that being the case, the group was nevertheless attracting more of a following from among the masses, and specifically spiritual lyrics were altogether absent on life in general, as you were talking about. So, so there are like, yeah, I guess there's a few seeds of what if college sucks? Like, what if it's actually yeah. bad? I don't know. Why do we have to chain us to a desk and teach us to 
be a sheep and eat grass so they can just use our wool for their fucking tanks it's like all right (laughs) but actually (laughs) but actually while we're while we're talking about lyrics here yeah oh please uh, i i want to talk about the song study humans study humans oh my god yes please study humans and which is a song that i remember liking i specifically remember liking and i think this is a very teenage (laughs) which sounds like this Just so there's some okay riffs on this. There's some okay riffs on this. So I think it it has this very teenage feeling of like I am I'm I'm this other species, and I'm just watching the kids around me like it was a a nature show. You know that Mm -hmm. feeling that like what if like the the narrator was narrating like this like it was a nature show like we're all <laughs> yeah, just yeah. doing courtship dances and yeah, we're yeah, yeah. animals man like mark maron in 1999 on cohen like, yeah, yeah exactly. heard the concept of like human behaviors in a group <laughs> i have yeah you're just i mean we're all just following our instincts like a school of fish <laughs> that are sheep uh-huh. and feeling like you're so, the only one who could see like the ones and zeros in between right. it all you know yes exactly mm-hmm. and there's the lyric uh i sit and observe this girl named Bry with my eye. So I think that is uh, the worst lyric on the album and perhaps the worst <laughs> lyric in any song ever. Wow, <laughs> listeners, what do you the think? Worst. <laughs> I was so embarrassed when I heard Bry, that. I just wanted to like... Brie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I read just, it as Brie. I just really clenched We're disappointed. when I heard it. We're I'm disappointed like, oh, in that. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I, I when I was listening to this, like I was already kind of having a bit of a stressful day, and so it just felt like whatever was inside my mind was then being projected through my Spotify account. Um, yeah. we zoom in into also... Caroline's mind and hear <laughs> just the absolute. So Carolyn, because you, because you like, because like Kevin, like you, you know, like you listen to like Five Iron and kind of adjacent stuff, but you didn't. You didn't listen to anything like this. Not really. Up. Like nothing no. that's even in this. And the uh, horns made it more soft and kind of like clowny and accessible and more melodic overall, like the stuff Five yeah. Iron and and those other guys did than than in MXPX. What were you saying, Caroline, about this stressful day though? Oh, and, yeah. and adding oh, to I, it, yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say like it. You know, my first reaction to hearing music like this is just like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. This is for <laughs> <No>. torture. <laughs> uh, but I also, I know that it's like a genre that means a lot to people. It's like, I don't love the horror genre, but I can understand why other sure. people like think it's really cool, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be entertaining. And I was also like, maybe I'm also not seeing the way that they are like, in a cool way, like breaking music, you know, and like making the tempo like <laughs> sure. too fast, you know, and like adding things that shouldn't be there and doing lyrics that are right. so off the cuff and like straight out of a journal, you know, like the the purposeful unpolishedness of it. Mm-hmm. Or is it just bad was what I was going through. And I just really sure. couldn't tell. So to hear you say, you know, with some respect on MXPX, it was just bad. Um, it gives me a little more confidence so. in my my taste. And because Carolyn, you didn't even you didn't listen to anything in this zone. I loved Avril Lavigne like as a kid, okay. big time. Um, and I feel like I just heard some of the you know the biggest hits of pop punk, but I wasn't like seeking it out. No, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. So it it is funny though because like speaking to what you're saying, 
I think, and, and I don't necessarily gravitate to the horror genre. There's like a handful I really love and, and there's a lot that I like, but it's not something where it's like, yes, a horror movie. That's my thing. And there's other genres where even if I don't love it, I understand why other people love it. I understand, oh, this is like activating their pleasure sensors in this way and it's a thrill and people like to be scared, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I can enter into the headspace of understanding why someone finds... <laughs> as a tempo pleasurable like that sort of just right. like cacophonous uh tempo like just yes playing as fast as possible like you know which encompasses a lot of things like death metal and but it, sure. but i think it would feel different live too and i think that's what yes. it was like first made for probably do you think so do you think that's the case jordan like it's yeah i mean i think that's a good yeah that's a good option because you know like i was looking kind of watching some of their videos and you know there's so much like live footage okay also all the videos shot through fisheye lens love and it. everyone <laughs> is wearing oakley's yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of bad neck beards. So cool. Oh, Oakley. Um, but yeah, but they have a lot of like concert footage with people like crowd surfing and moshing, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that, like, you know, these these songs in that kind of high energy environment mm-hmm. probably make a little more sense yeah. than just like running errands and feeling <laughs> like you chugged a cold brew on an empty stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And why do these boys look like these days in the year 2018? We're looking at a, a little music video with them now. I mean, this is it. This is what they're, they're looking like. A lot of black the, uh, denim. The lead guy also has a podcast that he's been doing for a while. Consistently. Yeah, I think he does. Okay. Um, yeah, they look like they're getting ready for a divorce summer. <laughs> a big divorce. Divorcey summer 2021. No. Yeah. I know, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I think and his singing I, got better, too. I was listening to some later stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Well, because there's a yeah, there's I an think- intersection where it's like people start you can't help but have melody at some point. And maybe <laughs> as you age, you're like, wait, I can't, I can't just sing like that. <laughs> like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put some zhuzh on this and then maybe you get a little I more have to get better <laughs> in there. And yes, it becomes a little uh-huh. more melodic. Like the Reliant K, even though that's like not natively my thing, I fully get why people love Reliant okay. K yes. as like, as like a baseline, you know, like pressing on, if that's your anthem, fully understand. So fun. But yeah. these, I'm like, okay, all right, and there's this one. <laughs> Uncle Kevin's <laughs> trying to understand, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, and, and, I, and I wanted to ask you, Jordan, um, just the ethos of punk in general, my thesis on it, from even a secular perspective. Your Matt thesis? My Matt thesis. I mean, he is a Rhodes Scholar, so it makes sense. Uh, is that there is a lot of Christianity aside, a lot of like, self-loathing and like working those emotions out lyrically. But then when you add Christian elements into it, like MXPX does, that's just like a great Venn diagram of like, I'm a worm theology. I'm born into sin. I'm nothing without Christ. Right. And then it kind of like soars almost as, as like a thematic in a lot of these songs. Cause, cause there's a few on here where it's like legalistic people suck. Legalism makes me right. see, sick. Legalism. I love children. I love 18-year-olds railing against legalism. I try to change my attitude, but it's really hard. I'm so sick of you. God is going to pull through. The whole thing bumps me out. Jesus knows my heart. You know, a lot of that. Do you feel like the... That to me doesn't sound like he hates himself, though. That sounds like... He hates legalistic people. I'm cool people. and no one understands me. Wasn't, you there, know? wasn't right. there a self-hating yeah. song on this album somewhere? Maybe that's the wrong that one. That I saw. 
You know, and I think that's, yeah, that's kind of interesting. And I was, I was thinking about my mindset. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was thinking about my own mindset when I was this age and kind of listening to this and like, it's interesting. Like if you're a, if you're a secular punk kid and you're listening to a bad religion or a Pennywise, mm-hmm. your opinion is like, you know, I'm an outcast. No one gets me. Everybody's trying to make me go to church and drink milk and play football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like these kids are like, you know, nobody understands me. Everybody's trying to get me to drink and have sex and go to college, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, so just, hey, you all feel like that. You all feel exactly the same way. This is not a weird feeling. We, everyone feels yes. like that when they're a teen. And I think I did feel like that. I did think I felt like, I'm like, you know, society oh. wants me to like drink and have sex, but I'm not gonna because not gonna conform to fun (laughs) right so i think just like when you are 14 to 17 you just kind of feel like that and you know it you know and it just kind of gets interpreted in different ways by these various bands yeah i think that's a good point what a great what a good perspective on it anything else we want to talk uh through this album about any of the songs any of the lyrical content we really need to hit before we <laughs> give it a rating of some sort there was so much it was like hard to even get through it all you know, <laughs> you know you mean 19 songs is too much like they were prolific you know <laughs> I, I, I gotta respect that these guys like worked hard you know they put a lot of well, i don't know they could have worked a little harder but they did sure. put a lot of work into this album <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on here yeah good um, for them i appreciate that all right, well, the way this works, Jordan, is that we're going to give it a roast or a toast, a holy roast. We send it to heaven. Let's do the gentle one for this one. We send them to heaven and we say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. holy roast. That's when we thumbs down, send them to hell and say, no, 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 no. Or if we want to do purgatory, we can send them to the space between. And we'll start with our punk pop scholar caroline ely <laughs> punk princess um wow what a what a roast for me unfortunately uh i do think that they got better but this was uh painful it was tough it was tough on me ears i tried wait to tell you uh, tough on my ears <laughs> if we're being you know 100 honest i did not listen to every song i listened to a quarter of them, maybe, and I read the rest. <laughs> but and see, I then you also, them but you've be... also listened to all of them. Yeah, so. in a way, yes, I did. You listen to one, you listen to them all. Um, but I did read all the lyrics, and I, I will say, as lyric writers, I respect them a lot. And also, as anti-capitalist, anti-military people, I also respect them a lot. They were doing that way before I ever did, and mm-hmm. and for that reason, I have to, I got to hand it to them as well. But but they are still going to hell. So it would be gross. fun to do uh, for someone to write some sort of article where it's a sort of roundup or cataloging of all the punk ethos that sounded so childish at the time that you know children like this at 18 were like society man and college sucks and capitalism and then you become like a 30 something progressive in LA and you're like actually here's an infographic and Nithya Raman also <laughs> affirms the blah, 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 and you become a part of that in right. your middle age uh, oh yeah, all right, yeah. I mean it's right so uh, we turn right it side. to Jordan for his rating yeah so this was also tough on me ears and uh <laughs> You know, and I kind of thought it would, I thought I would have some kind of fun nostalgia feelings about it, but this, this dredged up the feeling in me 
when you remember something you did as a kid and you're embarrassed about it. Oh, <gasps> wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's good Christian fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, boy. And I think, yeah, just those kind of like misplaced teenage anger feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having those and, and, and thinking now, looking back on them, how dumb they were. I mean, obviously, it's part of being a teenager and you can't help it, but yeah. I'm like, who boy. So, yeah, I, and I, so yes, and I will say that I think uh, they got better. They, they, they do their own thing. I think uh, they have a song called I'm Okay, You're Okay, that if someone told me that's the best 90s pop punk song ever written, I think you could make a case. Ooh, it's very maybe good. we'll close the show with that then. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, I think that's yeah. a good example of kind of where they went and they figured out their own thing. But as far as this, uh, this album goes. Ooh, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big toast. It's a big it's old toast and jam or roast. Mm-hmm. It's a roast. It's a, a roast. roast Excuse me. Yes. What's the roast. bad one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, roast is the bad one. No, I don't know Our how toast. you couldn't memorize this perfect, not confusing system. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Where both things are getting yeah. hot. So Where it's like there's a <laughs> yeah. one letter difference. Yes, and both <laughs> things are hot. getting hot. <laughs> it's too well, so I was used to make something hot. like clink, Warm. like cheers. Like angels, yeah. but you know what? You're right too. It is a roast. It is a. It is a. It is a fat, juicy Christmas roast. Uh, <laughs> uh, pains me to do it a little bit, but little uh, tiny I, Tim's at the table and tiny everything. Tiny Tim's. Yeah. Give, mm-hmm. Yes. Well, God let bless me, us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and let me make this a perfect Irish trifecta. It was hard on me ears too. Last holy ears, holy roast, holy roast. Send them to the bad place. Uh, yes, affirm and agree with everyone you said. And I was trying to do the math and try to figure out what is the gateway into value here. It's so much more fun, I think, to do that on this show than to say like, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. But hey, we tried. You heard our effort. Sometimes it sucks. You know? (laughs) Not for us. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. Uh... But we're not the final vote on it. You can vote on this, dear listener. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. Give it a roast or, t- or a toast yourself. Jordan, Perfect was that system. a gasp for democracy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it's all a fucking lie, man. It's and they're just going to try and put some sheep into a tank and tell them that college is the place <laughs> Democracy to- is bad, but vote how it treated your me Pokemon ears and Pokemon go, go to the polls. <laughs> Pokemon go to the we did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> oh, Kevin, boy. I know the uh, the Biden thing that you can put on that on the end of that now. It's What's been that? Going around on TikTok. Oh, it's the. It hurts nobody. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's good for <laughs> yeah, the economy. I said like the first. Yeah, I think that's a good meme. Man, the problem is, I know it's an alt right thing. He is sleepy. He's sleepy. <laughs> He is sleepy, Joe. He is sleepy. He's old. (laughs) He's old as fuck. He is so old. It's okay. It's okay to be sleepy. And we want Mm -hmm. you to walk away with that message today, dear listener. It's okay to be sleepy, no matter (laughs) what your energy level is. You're sleepy. We see you. It's okay to half remember a story about corn pop. Yeah. (laughs) Being a bad dude. Corbett was a bad dude. head representation matters. And yes. you're listening to three sleepyheads right now because we're dimming the lights. We're lighting yeah. the candles. And Jordan, we're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord as a loving and humble sacrifice. We start, as per usual, with Caroline Ely. Get sleepy online with me at Caroline's Farts, cool. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Great. everywhere. Nice. Uh, I'm going to lift up... Uh, a song Ooh. called Ain't That Peculiar by a band called Fanny. It's like a rock band from the 70s. It's a great song. 
Um, and I'm going to lift up a TV show, The Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO Max. It is so funny and so surprising. Like, there's just so many times that I thought it was really going one way, and it would just totally left field me multiple times throughout that show. Mm. It's it's just really good. And a uh, friend uh, of the show our is on it Lacey, now. friend Lacey, of course. That's right, yeah, yes. Killing uh, She's on the second season. So uh, catch up. It's a great one. Uh, yeah, Lacey. Lacey's on one right now. It's very fun to see. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't mean that in a strange way. I know it's summer, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's very success. Yes, yeah, sounded a little divorced over there. Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kevin, Lacey, it's me. Why oh, no. didn't you How respond did Kevin to end up my in a TikTok? All of a sudden. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, goodness! All right, thanks, Caroline. We turn it to Jordan. Yes, well, I would like to lift up um, uh, a project of mine that people can soon consume. Uh, I co-wrote a graphic novel. Uh, it is called Bubble. It is based on the sci-fi comedy scripted podcast I did for Max Fun. Uh, it is. Uh, I did it with. I uh, wrote the script with a great comedy writer named Sarah Morgan, a, uh, a artist Tony Cliff, who does the Delilah Dirk series of graphic novels. Did Just Tony Cliff, no hinge in front of it. Just to be clear, <laughs> you no. Know, yes, to be very clear, to, uh, Tony Cliff, a nice Canadian yes, nice uh, who, who respects who, who, who is roast who wants to roast no one. Yep. Uh, Tony Cliff, a great guy. He does the Delilah Dirk series of graphic novels uh, mm-hmm. that are that are uh, that are just awesome. Uh, our colors are by Natalie Reese. She does the Dungeon Critters Ooh. series, uh, also a very good uh, comics series for kids. And uh, yeah, Bubble. It's the it's the it's a it's a sci-fi comedy. It's a near future where everybody lives in a bubble city, and uh, it, they have to kind of participate in this life or death version of the gig economy to survive. And it's a bunch of goofy hipsters who have to fight monsters. I would say that it. Might you might call it Guardians of the Galaxy meets Search Party? Ooh. Yes! Oh, it's so great. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a ton of fun to do. Uh, my co-writer Sarah is hilarious. Uh, Tony's like such an awesome artist, and it has all sorts of cool fight scenes and gore and monsters and robots. Uh, and uh, Natalie's colors are beautiful. It, there's a lot of like alien landscapes, and she just makes them look so like psychedelic and cool and beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's coming out on seven thirteen, and you can pre-order it now. We got some cool stuff. Uh, that we have not announced for people who pre-order it, and that's like a cool, fun thing you can do to really like help a book and maybe help out your local indie bookstore. Yes. Uh, hey, help out your Romans. Romans. Help out uh, your Romans. That's your local bookstore now. I bro. know for a fact it is available at Romans. You can yes. pre-order it at Romans uh, or Romans whatever great whatever your Romans section. is. Just oh, yeah. Give them a call. Tell them you want to pre-order yeah. Bubble. Uh, it's uh, it was a ton of fun to do. I, I I think I think you'll like it. It's not for kids. There's a lot of sex jokes. Well, the podcast was one of fun. Sure, the graphic novel will be one. Wonderful as well. Yes, congrats, man. Thanks. Congrats yeah, on the yeah. book. That's awesome. Join the Romans Army with Jordan and Phoebe Bridgers, who also was posting about and loves Romans a lot because she was a Pasadena native at one point. So yeah. oh my god. The pedigree this has. And what what's the last great thing you, you watched or listened to, Jordan? Oh, uh, you know, I'll give a shout you know, I'll give a shout out to another graphic novel if you don't mind. Ooh. Fangs by Sarah Anderson. Uh, it is a very kind of beautiful velvet graphic novel, uh, kind of goth, kind of Tim Burton-y looking. It is the story of a uh, werewolf and a vampire who meet in a bar and they hook up, but then they have a relationship. It is very funny. It kind of plays out like comedy sketches, um, but it but paints the story of a very beautiful relationship. Hey. Uh, it's like funny and then accidentally kind of meaningful. Maybe not accidentally, I should say, but surprisingly yes. meaningful. Oops, uh, meaningful. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> it's called uh, it's called Fangs. It's by Sarah Anderson, and I loved it. Fangs by Sarah Anderson. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere, including on Peloton. You can add me as Kevin T. Porter on Peloton. Oh, my God. Liger got one, too. He's on Peloton now. You guys Pelotoning? You guys Peloton bros? Yeah, we are. We are. It's a whole situation now. What a wonderful thing. Uh, I will lift up a new sitcom that you should watch called Girls 5 Eva. Renee Elise Goldsberry, funny, funny on that show. Hamilton, all the Hamilton stuff was worth it for her to exist. I mean, she existed before. It's her, Paula Pell, Sarah Bareilles, and of course, Busy Phillips uh, as a girl rock band, like a Spice Girls situation from the 90s. I can't overstate how funny Paula Pell is in it. She, she's, she cracks my shit up. It's on Peacock, and it might be worth getting Peacock for this show. I was lolling a lot, and I famously hate to laugh, so you know it means something <laughs> when I LOL. That's nice. So that's Girls 5 Ever. It's one better than four. Um, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to, uh, can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun and every review you leave us on Apple Podcasts, we donate a dollar to charity. This one's charity is rain. Jordan, thanks so much for Thank joining you, us in the neighborhood. Oh, it's great to be here. It's a it's, beautiful I can, day. I can listen, I can smell the both of you from my living room, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful stinky. sensation. Hey, yes. Stinky. <laughs> Always make sure to stop and smell the rose bowls. That's what we say here in Pasadena, <laughs> California. Good Pasadena joke. And there's nothing left to say except for in all of Pod's people said Amen. 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 And Jordan, we're gonna play that song you recommended. I'm okay, you're okay. And that's going to close Pretty good. It. It's and a if it's good bad, then we'll blame you. Oh, this is already a, more of a song yeah. than anything. Yes, on, yes I hear instruments. Oh, yeah, okay, I get this. This is great. Everything all right, come on. See, yeah, I mean, they, if, hey, if these guys can get it together, they we all got it. Well, yeah, they've turned 19 to 21, and then they locked right. in the ice. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.